Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 462 of the Drug Judge Podcast. As always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What is up, buddy? Oh, let me tell you. It's been one wild week for Gables. It started off this week with me simultaneously killing my modem. <laughs> I heard mo, and I was worried you were going to say ther. And I was no, like, oh, that's no, no, good. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. What happened was I unplugged something out of my surge protector, and what was came afterwards is my surge protector completely turned off while it was plugged in. I'm like, what the hell? Because I thought I had pressed the like the power button or whatsoever, and but no, it kicked off when I unplugged something out of out of it because I was trying to look for additional plug and stuff to plug into my dad's like a lift chair that he had mm-hmm. to try to test out something. So when I went to do that, it pretty much like turned off the like the freaking surge protector, and because of that power surge, completely fried the modem, and so I had to wait like a couple of days in order to try to get that thing replaced. So this past Tuesday, it was like uh, the cable guy coming in, replacing the modem, and also replacing the router that I had with this Eero type router or something that's called. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's probably one of the best things that we could have possibly done because uh, the Wi-Fi and everything else has is better than what it originally was. There you go. So that definitely was positive. On top of that, you know, the work week, yeah, it's it was fairly fucking crazy. So let me tell you, it's like, even before, like, uh, the last week with, you know, people, the whole customer service things, you know, you're going to generally get, like, a lot of people that are either acting nice or acting pretty goofy in regards to some stuff. We had, like, a frequent thing this past week with a lot of, like, uh, druggies coming in and out of the store or trying to do this and do that. You know, it's 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 getting kind of, uh, it's getting kind of crazy crazier than normal during this time of the year i mean come on it's holiday season but uh inside of my area they're trying to get this methadone clinic thing all like completely built up completely funded everything from like uh like uh one of uh the tribes that are up here so it was something that was already that was already decided upon before like uh, the people had a chance to vote on it so on top of that we're just having a lot more like uh people that are under the influence or something like that or just you know just a lot of addicts that are just coming into the town and stuff and it's just it's it's pretty much like a bummer yeah. a lot of it is because they are frequently a lot of uh the usual stops and places but like grocery stores like walking around walking inside the stores we had to literally kick one of them out and stuff because this dude was so high on his mind out of his mind he kept tossing stuff inside the store and this and that but yeah, it's it was just definitely one of those crazy weeks, but thankfully today it was a calm, calm day in comparison to how the week was progressively throughout. Yeah. Game-wise, nah, game-wise, man, I mean, I've been so busy that I've only had a chance maybe to play a couple of hours of uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Definitely glad that I invested inside of that. Played a little bit before, like, uh, we started up. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how my week's been. How about you? Oh, it's all right. Yeah, more of the same. Just, uh, you know, clanging and banging as always. Yeah. Uh, you know, calm before the storm. We do have uh, Thanksgiving Absolutely. next week. And then mm-hmm. week after that is when hell starts with uh, the Cyberpunk. Or Cyberpunk. Goddamn. Cyber Monday <laughs> and Black Friday deals. <laughs> so uh, work's going to be nuts here. And then, uh, obviously, as winter comes to, uh, winter is coming. Four-day um, week for me. No, you fucking 
I guess well, it's a four. It's a four day week. I guess for me, because I get Thursday off. But dude, it's know. like a split week where it's like Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, then on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I take that. Uh, I get Thursday off, so but I get Saturday off, I guess too. But yeah, no, other than that, you know, I'm doing okay. You know, as always, just uh, you know, surviving another week. Uh, good news is, though, Gables, remember last year when uh, I found Oktoberfest and I bought like a hundred bo- uh, bottles of them. Yeah. And then they all like, but like half of them went bad because I don't drink enough anymore yep. to do that. I kind of did it again. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> this time I went to the store. So I was, I think I, I don't remember if I told you off air on the podcast. Cause like, you know, podcast brain, as soon as I get done recording, I forget everything I just said. Yeah. Um, uh, which is, it's funny when you hear people say that until you record podcasts, you're like, no, that makes sense. I have no idea what I said on that podcast as soon as it's over. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyways, the same store I went to last year, where I found like a bunch of 12 packs. I bought like, I think it was like six 12 packs. I just bought all of them this year. So what's funny is that, um, I saw a couple weeks ago, they're still selling the summer seasonal beers. Uh, so I made a joke about, well, that means, uh, since the winter shit's coming out, that means they'll be getting Oktoberfest here soon. And I said that semi-jokingly, and I went there. They had five six-packs of Oktoberfest. So I bought all five. But they're six-packs. So I bought all five of them. So I have 60 Oktoberfest. Well, I drank two. I'm on number three right now. But I was oh very depressed God. last week because I, I didn't realize it. Um, that when we recorded last week, I had three left, and I drank all three of them while recording with you. And I didn't realize it when I was drinking that last one until the next day that I'm like, that was my last Oktoberfest. So I'm very happy to realize that I have, uh, you know, at least 60. I don't think I'm going to buy any more because that'll, that'll last me probably the next, the, the, at least the rest of the year for sure. Um, probably longer. It's, what, it's like the 20th. Yeah, I'll probably, it should last me the rest of the year. At least till game of the year because that's when we record like 19 podcasts in a night. Uh, <laughs> I'll, run, I'll probably run out then um, if I just keep it to one beer per show. Um so that's a, that's a positive. That, that's definitely a positive. For oh me. yeah, it's most definitely. Um, yeah. So you know, but you know, that's you know, there's ups and downs in the week, but that's definitely an up. I'll take that as uh, there's about five, six packs, so that is thirty six. No, wait, I can't do the math. That's thirty beers. I have thirty Oktoberfest. Well, I think I'm on three, so twenty seven more Oktoberfest. So uh, that's twenty seven ups right there, Gables. Uh, I still got to look forward to, uh, but you know, other than that, I'm doing okay. Um, but Gables, yes, we are not here to talk about my drinking habits. I don't want to say problem because it's definitely not a problem anymore. Uh, my tolerance might be a problem because it's it's shot anymore. Uh, but we are here to talk about some uh, fucking goddamn video games, Gables. Yep. And let's talk about some goddamn video games. Hey. I want to start. I want to ask you, where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about the Xbox 20th anniversary stream? Do you want to talk about the video game award nominees, or do you want to talk about how Bobby Kotick surprisingly is a bigger piece of shit than we already thought? <laughs> oh my god we have some options this week mm-hmm. let's go ahead and start off with the xbox 20th anniversary and let's go ahead and start right from the top all right cool so give me one second while i put a time code in here uh so oh god fucking goddamn computer there we go so anyways uh bear with me but i don't know why I, I talk out loud when i do this shit so uh xbox on on monday was the november 15th was uh their 20th anniversary they launched the original initial little initial xbox easy for me to say um i celebrate that they actually had a 20th anniversary stream and they announced a while back and we've talked about it where mm-hmm. i think uh they they, can't, they said they weren't announcing anything like new games or any new things like that so it was like kind of like 
keep expectations in check. Um, and then we talked about last week where there was rumors that there was, they were going to announce that they were doing a uh, that or that there was a rumor that Halo Infinite multiplayer will be launching on Monday. Um, well, it turned out that happened, but some other cool shit happened. I think this is stuff that we all assume will happen. Will be there be more backwards compatibility stuff announced, and uh, FPS boost will be coming. Uh, so some of the things they did announce, they announced that they're doing an FPS boost for uh, 26 titles, uh, games like uh, it's all the Gears, Gears War games, all the Fallout games, uh, yeah. Elder Scrolls, basically pretty much anything like all like the Bethesda games that they haven't done yet, and then like Gears, uh, where I tell us, well, I was kind of surprised that Gears wasn't already in that list. But the, the the other thing is they announced 76 new backwards compatible games from yep. Xbox and Xbox 360. They are now available, but they also said that this was the last batch of this happening. Um, I don't want to obviously go through all 76, but... Let's just go ahead and highlight some of the more notable ones. Yeah, so you, I'm sharing the screen with Gable so you can see some stuff. So if you see something pointed out too, obviously, first off, most importantly, 50 Cent Blood in the Sand, which is just yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that is fucking surprising to me, but at the same point, you know, that's awesome. Because yeah, that's they, a cult classic game. Yeah, I remember people. that game actually, like, people were like, it's not like, it, it, like it's like a really good, for what you expect from a 50 cent game. Right. Actually, like, it's a really good 7 kind of game. Uh, like, 7 out of 10 was what I mean by that. Um, to 50, but the, the yeah. downside of some of this here, though, is that some of these games are not, like, available to buy anymore. True. Um, so, like, 50 cent blend sand, you can actually buy more because obviously, like, all licensing issues. Uh, for things like this, like I think THQ was a publisher for this one, and they're no longer the original people. THQ is no longer around. You have fifty. You have to get fifty cent. Who I believe didn't he pass away last year? Or, fifty who? cent. Oh no no no! no. Uh, um, no DMX no. passed away. DMX, DMX passed away last year. Away, man. I always mix those cent. two up in my head. I, uh, yeah. So anyways, um, but anyways, uh, so like you know you have to like a lot of licensing issues. And that's the issue with a lot of these games as well. And then obviously it's, it's always the thing we hear about when you talk about like bringing back old games. Is like who do you, like who owns the rights to it? And like, if we do this, who gets the money when we do these things? That's the kind of thing you hear about when like PlayStation was like closing down stores was like, they have to have all these open accounts. And it's like half the time. It's like a lot of these companies are like, they might've made one game and they went out of business. And it's like, well, someone might've bought their game. It's like, well, now we have this $2 we owe them, but we don't know who to give it to. Uh, shit like that. So anyways, moving on here. Um, binary domain, fucking yeah. awesome. goddamn game. It's gears of war gameplay, but in a terminate, like if they made a, a Terminator game out of it, and it's fucking incredible. But with with some Mass Effect, um, like you can make decisions kind of game. That game is awesome. Uh, I love that game, uh, and I'm so happy. I've been, I've, I mean, just give me up. I wish I was at FPS, FPS boost because I'd totally buy that game and, and play through it again. I might just play through it again, buy it and play through it again, anyways. No, look what we got. Uh, we also got a lot of the Dead or Alive games. Yep, Those ones all are the, fairly popular. Yep, on top of uh, that, yeah. Ultimate Three and Four. Um, can't forget Disney Universe uh, in there, Chicken Little as well. Uh, the original Fear Games, which two and three, very good games. I, I remember playing at the time. I, I doubt they're good now, but uh, I remember I went back and played Fear after I played Fear Two, because like Fear was like an early Xbox 360 game, very bad game. Uh, and that was like 2009 when I played that game. Uh, but two and three, surprisingly pretty good. Hmm. Three was more of a, was was like more of a shooter game, where two was like really good shooting and horror elements. Yeah. Uh, where fear was just like a horror game. Um, it's very uh, Manhunt is in there. All the Max Payne games are in there. Max Payne three, mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Uh, Mortal Kombat nine, Mortal Kombat versus DC. Um, anything else sticking out to you on these cables? Well, let's see. We have some of the more popular like MX versus ATV games. Let's see mm-hmm. the 
Oddworld Munch's Odyssey, that game that was a launch, I think, uh, Xbox game. Oh, okay. Okay, let's see. We also had, let's see, Atogi 2, which is actually a From Software game. Let's see, Nier. Yep. Nier is a game that is finally backwards compatible because that one was only on the PS3 back on that one, you know. Yeah, this isn't the... Re- so this was the... So Nier Replicant had the remaster that came out this year. Yeah. That was the Japanese-only Nier that came this is the near that we got. So it was very, we only got one of the nears where Japan got the other two until this year, we finally got near replicant. And so um, this is like where, the initial, like uh, this is like the initial near game that we got all those years ago, like about 2010. Yeah. But uh, that's finally backwards compatible on series X and S. If yeah. that ever does come yeah. to like and game Xbox pass. one. And yeah. Xbox um, one stuff. Um, yeah. Let's see other games on this list. You had red dead revolver. That's, that's a incredible. Classic. Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. That game is... I beat that game, Gables, and I don't know why. I remember I rented it one time. I'm like, oh, I'll just give it a shot. I remember the reviews were bad. I'm like, it can't be that bad. I think this was before Resident Evil 6, too. So I'm oh, like, it can't God. be that bad. And it was bad. It was very bad. I, it's not as... I would argue the game is worse than Resident Evil 6. Oh. But the game is short enough. It's not. There's not four shitty campaigns. There's just one really shitty campaign. So that's like the big, the key difference is that it's like like a four-hour game compared to a 25-hour oh game. Um, that game is very bad. It very it leans very heavily into uh, the like the Gears of War style, but it's Dude. a cool cool premise of it takes place during Resident Evil 2, but you're playing as the star team. Um, they basically just try to do a Halo Reach of Resident Evil, where you play as the the uh, the side team that that's around during the original Halo game. Yeah. Uh, which is like Halo Reach, fantastic fucking game. Um, but uh, it's kind of like that idea, but it was very bad. But what were you going to say, Gables? Well, I was going to say that there are some other notable like notable games inside of this. I mean, you have Ridge Racer 6, which I'm not too sure how good of a quality that is. But hey, it's Ridge Racer. Let's see. Skate 2 is going to be finally backwards compatible again. But they're shutting down the servers in like four months. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> is uh, You're not going to really benefit upon the servers and for the next couple months. But uh, let's see. Other than that, though, you have some of the Star Wars games, which actually includes, like, an uh, what is it that says it include Knights of the Old Republic two? I wonder. No, I, it's already. I think it's already. No, Knights of the Old Republic two. Kotor two. Kotor I don't know two. if that's already. I don't know if that's available already or not. That's um, that's something I need to look up a bit later. But yeah. I think the most notable ones on here is oh wait a minute. This is the other Viva Pinata game, Party Animals. That's pretty funny. Let's see. That's the Mario Party ripoff, isn't it? I think so. I'm not sure, but. The most important games I see that are backwards compatible on here is Time Splitters 2 and Time Splitters Future say, Perfect. Yeah, just in time for the uh, reboot coming out here soon. I thought you were gonna say SpongeBob SquarePants under underpants uh, slam. Oh God. Or Truth or Square. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. There's Jet. So, oh, that's crazy. Oh, oh, yeah, Jet. Oh yeah, you Jet. Okay. Yeah, we got. So we got like Star Wars Fighters, uh-huh. uh, Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith, Clone Wars. Jedi Knight 2. So, I mean, I mean a pretty, ne- you know, neglected gl- uh, uh, group here. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I know there's definitely people up there that are kind of disappointed in some of the, like, yeah. some of the things that got left out. But, I mean, like, it's kind of like what I was saying at the top, though. is like, you know, I mean, this was, like, especially back then, you know, really, I, I would argue that. I mean, we still see, like, studios closed nowadays. But it's, like, it's much different now where usually someone buys them and then closes them or they get – they 
close and then someone buys their like ips where like nowadays it's like like these studios like you're talking like 2000s and like the 90s and shit where like or even like the 80s where it's like they people pop up make a couple games go away forever and it's like yep there's people that have love for these games but it's like they've been bought and sold and ripped apart so many times and no one knows who has what anymore um then my if it's based off of an uh, another ip you know it makes it that much worse or if there's music in there it's like yeah so i mean i don't know i feel like for the most part i mean it's like if you want that game uh it's most likely available obviously you know it's like like like, like any of the forzas or like uh, the old like Maddens or the I guess the old Maddens probably are probably still backwards compatible, but like instead of like football fourteen would be like my preferred like would be like is like my, my unicorn of like bring backwards compatibility because I I still have multiple friends that keep a three sixty around just to go back and they still play that game yep. all the time so like that would be like the ultimate um, thing they may but probably could do it but then you have to like own the disc but it's like people talk about fifty cent blood and sand like. The, the price of that thing is like incredibly high for like the, the disc copy of it. So, oh man, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what's your overall thoughts, Gables? Uh, you know, going back to like just the FPF, FPS boost and this final list of games. I do like that this was something out of nowhere, quintessentially, because uh, they they were perfectly content, I felt, back then, just discontinuing the backwards compatibility for all of this stuff. They actually went, Microsoft went through the extra effort and not only chasing after some of the licensing stuff with these games to bring them back onto this sort of backwards compatibility stuff. But on top of that, there are some note while games that fans have been requesting, like from the fear games, the max Payne games, even to like the obscure ones, say like with near and stuff and even time splitters Two and future perfect and stuff, the DOA games, those are the more notable ones on there. But, uh, on top of that, you know, it is kind of disappointing. I can understand how some gamers are disappointed with this as well because there are other games that they probably couldn't be able to get the licensing of or they couldn't reach it in the contractual thing in time. The, God, there's one game that sticks out of my mind, the one 360 game I own right here. I can't even play at all backwards compatible. That's Eternal Sonata. That's mm, like an RPG yeah. that... That's uh, a 360 exclusive, too. That's weird. It was, it was a 360 exclusive, but you can technically play it on PS3. Uh, but uh, the thing was, it's like, that's a Bandai Namco game. Who knows? That could potentially be remastered at one point because, well, this is the age of doing remasters of games in the 2010s. Yeah. But uh, even though it is sort of disappointing for some aspects that people are not going to get the entirety of all the games that they want at the same point you're looking at over what 700 or so compatible games yeah i mean it's, it's a pretty yeah yeah i mean it's a lot more than say what sony has initially done with their backwards compatibility for previous or games or, or nintendo. nintendo i mean yeah. hell and it's like have... and they're not even charging you extra for this yeah i mean like yeah like if you already own these games it's like it's even like yeah like if you already own it, you could still you can just pop the disc in. Yeah, what a novel concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh, you've already bought this one, so well, here you go. You just if you still own it, you can keep playing it. That's, um, that's or, part of the reason why, like, uh, that's part of the reason why a lot of gamers, including some of my coworkers and stuff, kept their PS3s and stuff because it's like they had multiple games and they couldn't didn't want to upgrade to PS4 because of that shit. <laughs> yeah, like I still got a PS3 and my copy of Metal Gear Solid 4 just in case I get the, the Jonesing. But I am I, I keep thinking about like. Uh, just it's on it's on that PlayStation now. I keep I'm tempted to just play it on there, but yeah, I mean I think it's 
you know, I, I, you know, it's like it's I, I love that they're celebrating. I know it's it's different than other anniversaries for PlayStation and Nintendo because this is the the creation. Excuse me, I'm very burpy now. Uh, this is the creation of Xbox. This isn't, uh, you know, it's a celebration of a console launch, but also a console and a video game. Like it, Xbox changed uh, gaming as we know it. Like if it wasn't for X, Xbox pushed things forward and they're still pushing things forward. I think they're still one of the best out there today. Um, I mean, you look at just like what they've done with like online, what they've done with game pass, um, you know, uh, pushing ahead first person shooters on console. Um, you know, you name it, like who knows where this generation would be without with without Xbox and really kind of pushed gaming. I would say more so in the, in North America uh, than ever before. Cause I don't know if like, um, who knows where a fucking Call of Duty would be without 360? Yeah, really. Like, it would obviously be doing very fine, like very well. But like, I mean, what made the like that game was fantastic without it. But what really made those made a lot of these games bigger, like Halo and whatever, was like, you know, party chat and just easily jumping through, hopping on with your friends. Like that was like the game changer. Like online gaming, who knows where that thing would be on consoles without, uh, without without Xbox and Microsoft. And the rock. Yeah, really. I mean, that's that's funny to think about. That uh, it's funny to think about. You know, watching that presentation or parts of it and stuff, and you see the rock front and center, like like just advertising alongside Bill Gates and stuff, and the first unveiling yeah. of the original Xbox, and then you see the presentation. You see like twenty years, twenty some odd years later, and there's rock. There's the rock right there, just like going through this. There's like a limited like uh, painting or something of him. With the original yeah. Xbox, yeah, it's it's always cool. Like the water painting they did, yeah. Like I just love the celebration of it. And then when they did like the uh, when they had um, I can't in Australia, I can't remember this uh, the Sydney Symphony. I can't remember like the big. I mean, everybody knows if you the the big symphony on the water um, that they have um, the auditorium they have on the water there. Like if you if you you know if you see it, but like them doing the fucking Halo Orchestra. Yeah. Oh, I don't even like Gables. I'm not even like we talk about. I'm not even a huge Halo guy. I enjoy the Halo games. I'm, 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 I'm like I got like two missions left in five now. Uh, like, but I remember like I'm not like the biggest Halo guy, but like I got chills just listening. I got goosebumps and I was all like I got chills. I was watching it at work on my phone. And I was just like, oh, I'm like this is beautiful. I love this. Like, it was incredible. It's just like, like uh, Thursday was the 20th anniversary of GameCube, and not even there wasn't even a tweet from Nintendo no. about it. Like no, no, not, no, not no acknowledgement. The 15th anniversary of the Wii was, I think, this week or last week. Yeah. Not even an acknowledgement of it. You know, I was like, I don't know. I mean, I understand the big difference between, like, the launch of your franchise, your IP, and the launch of a console. But it's like, I don't know, celebrate a little bit. Like, don't, you know, I don't know. Show that you care. Show that you love. And, like, make, you know, let us know that you care about as much as as much as uh, we do. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a very small thing to complain about in the grand scheme of things. But, like... I just, it's the thing I always talk about, like, cause I, was, I was having a weird conversation with, like, like the talking ship group is kind of like, like, I was, I was making a joke around E3 time where I, I, I think I've, like, kind of, like, almost single-handedly, like, turned them into, a, like, a pro Xbox <laughs> a group again, where, like, we were, like, 360, then, like, we all jumped to PS4, and then, like, I think we were all, like, a lot of us were, like, a lot of people were, like, either had a PS5 or trying to get a PS5, and then, like, raving about Game Pass and stuff like that, I think, like, I more and more people bought Xbox Series S's and X's and stuff like that. And it's just like, 
and it even went back about Xbox Ones. And it's just like, it's been a very like pro Xbox thing where people were like going nuts about like really like, dogging on how bad PlayStation is right now. I'm like, no, they're doing really good still. They're doing very fine. Like, I would argue that like if like, I think the big difference is like we're very big on Xbox right now because the vibes are really good. Yep. Um, uh, consumer happiness is at a very high right now. Yes. So when you break it, you you look past just how like because they celebrate, they're like really big on celebrating gaming. But like, you know, you look at like my big thing was like you look at like uh, Nintendo with Iwata and Reggie, like how like even during the Wii U era where like things were terrible, the vibes with like us, the hardcore Nintendo fans, very high because they were just fun. Like like a lot of like the E3 fucking uh, directs where you had like. Reggie versus um, fucking Awada and Smash, the the, the puppets, uh, Adult Swim uh, stuff like like they're just fun having a good time with like direct like Iwata holding the banana and shit like that like <laughs> or even like PlayStation you know before like Jim Ryan took over when it was like very like you, you know you had like Andrew House you know like you had all these faces and they were just having a good time having fun and it's like both PlayStation and Nintendo have gone away from that but they're both they're they're I mean they're the, they're one and two right now as far as consoles going and like selling consoles and probably in like first party exclusives but three with, or with xbox it's like yeah the vibes are better and the consumers are happier like it's the game pass is fucking the best deal in gaming um you know uh there, there i got it in again i gotta get it in once a week cables you know that um but it's like that that's just the big thing where it's like really like they're third and it's not even really close right now that they're third um but you can see you can see the shit's coming on the horizon from Xbox. Uh, but it's like, they're a third, but it's like, we're just more happy with it. Cause we're celebrating it, uh, celebrating things in gaming. We, 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 we see, we see faces. We know who they are. We know Phil Spencer, uncle Phil. Uh, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like the vibes are better. That's what it really what it comes down to. It's a stupid thing. I can understand a lot of people all vibes or whatever, but vibes matter. Consumer happiness matters. And it's like, you can argue like, you know, like a lot of people, like, especially me, like Nintendo, my consumer happiness with me not very not, not very low right now. Uh, PlayStation, like I love my PS5, but eh, whatever. So um, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of it was like a very weird week in uh, the talk ship group uh, where I was going. I, I feel like I I was almost a I was like I feel like this is what a, a PlayStation fanboy comes off as, but I'm like I'm not because I'm like <laughs> I'm not at all. Like people listen to this podcast a long time. No, I'm not. But um. Let's move on to one of the other two topics. What, what do you want to do? You want to uh, talk about Gubby Coke being a piece of shit? Or video game awards? I'll be perfectly honest with you. Let's go ahead. And let's just go ahead and like uh, pull the bull down by the horns. Let's go ahead and talk about Bobby Kotick. All right. Let's talk about how Bobby Kotick is a piece of shit more, though, than we already thought. Um, so Wall Street Journal had a, had a uh, report come out. And the big thing like you hear about these kind of, kind of things like – we had the big blockbuster report come out, uh, I think, from Bloomberg a few months ago, about obviously about the sexual harassment there. Like, a woman killed herself because she was being harassed so bad. Yeah. Uh, like, a guy took, like, one of her boss brought sex toys on a work trip with her and then Oops. tried to have sex with her. Uh, people were passing around naked pictures of her. She killed herself on said work trip because of this. Uh, like, a lot of CEOs and, like, or not CEO, but, like, presidents and, like, lead and uh, management were, like, just awful to people climbing underneath female uh, co-workers uh, desk uh, just hanging out drinking playing video games uh, playing Call of Duty all day uh, and it sounded like it like all of us like initially were like it's a blizzard issue it sounded more like it was on the blizzard side yeah. uh, then like we talked about like some of the stuff they did like they tried to reach a settlement with California but California's uh, like 
some they reached agreement with somebody, and then California's like, nope, we don't agree to this because they're gonna give him like an eighteen million dollar fine. Uh, Bobby Kodak, we just talked about a couple weeks ago where he lowered his uh, his uh, max. Basically, the only way he's gonna earn uh, for the for the foreseeable future is sixty two thousand dollars a year. He can't he won't take any bonuses. Uh, he dropped his whatever his initial pay was, but like he's been making like the guy's damn near close to probably he's probably made about a billion dollars uh in his time so um i mean yeah i mean millions are millions are still millions but um he'll be fine um so some of the stuff coming out of this wall street journal stuff is that the fact that uh in uh there was a in 2000 i think eight or nine um i'll, I'll go through, i'm gonna cut through i'm just gonna read some of the circles that way i'm not jumping around and trying to like uh so um so activision Blizzard received let's just kind of run through some of this here so uh, they received more than 500 reports from current and former employees alleging harassment, sexual assault, bullying, pay disparities, and other issues. Um, this is from the lawsuit. Uh, one of the allegations is that a woman who worked for Sledgehammer Gamers, who who makes who's one third of the Call of Duty uh, people, is uh, developer uh, uh, Sledgehammer Games developers. Uh, the recent release, Call of Duty Vanguard, was raped by her male supervisor multiple times. She apparently reported the incident to uh, Human Resources, but received no action. She also reported to the police. The company settled with her out of court. Um, pretty terrible uh awful who like just all around i mean awful uh dan bunting who was head co-head of uh, treyarch studios people behind like black ops and stuff like that um uh he was accused of sexual harassment even uh activision's human resources which hr was maybe one of the biggest issues part of this where they were just ignoring a lot of these issues um even they recommended that he be terminated and this was uh about eight nine years ago this happened uh, according to sources, Kodak intervened and kept him on, and the company gave him counseling. Uh, but Bunting did leave. Uh, he he did leave. Uh, he stepped down and left the company uh, after reports came out. So Kodak knew about it. So I don't know if it's going to be this article. I'm going to read through stuff. I'm going to jump back some other stuff here that, if, in case it doesn't get covered, uh, Kodak himself was reported to have harassed and threatened both a female assistant and a flight attendant on his private jet. He allegedly threatened to kill his assistant in a voicemail in 2006, uh, which is actually true because he uh, it is it was from they she sued the sued sued him and the company, yeah, um, and he did it actually it's on a voicemail, so they had for fact it happened. Um, I guess a spokesperson did not deny this word, but insisted he was speaking hyperbolically, which I'm I'm he, well he didn't say he was gonna kill them, he said he was gonna have them killed. I'm I'm assuming he didn't mean it literally. He probably just was like very angry and said, "I'm gonna have, I'll have someone kill you, or I'll kill you," which you know, a little more believable, but still shouldn't say to a coworker, especially uh, when you're the CEO of a fucking company to a someone below you. Should yep. just that's just not a thing you should do. Uh, that should that on even, even no matter the context, should be fired. Uh, earlier this month, Jen O'Neill, one of the two people nominated to lead Blizzard, so when uh, from J. Allen Brack, uh, or J. Allen Brack step uh, was. Uh, left the company. He was one of, one of the worst offenders. Uh, he was one uh, uh, the president of Blizzard. Uh, Jen and another guy I can't remember. I, uh, I can't remember his name. I'm seeing him here. Uh, they were made the co-presidents um, to run Blizzard uh, after all this happened. So this these two were promoted because of the allegations here. And as I go through this, it just blows my mind what happened. So last month she announced she was leaving. Um, she said she claimed. Op- uh, um, 
up to my uh, I'm inspired. I'm inspired by the passion of everyone here working towards meaningful, lasting change with their whole hearts. She did a very corporate answer, uh, but however, uh, reports claim that O'Neill is leaving in part because she feels no meaningful change is materializing at the company. Saying email that it was clear that the company would prior would never prioritize people the the right way. Um, so uh, so Activision Blizzard spokesman did say we're disappointed with the Wall Street Journal's report, which uh, presents an inaccurate and misleading view of Activision Blizzard and our CEO instances of sexual misconduct that are brought uh, to the attention, uh, attention or acted upon. Uh, Kodak has since responded to the allegation and statement calling for an inaccurate and misleading view, uh, view of the company, of me personally and my leadership. He went on to say, anyone who doubts my conviction uh, to be the most welcoming and inclusive workplace doesn't really appreciate how important this is to me. We are moving forward with with a new zero tolerance policy for inappropriate behavior. Zero means zero. Uh, any reprehensible conduct new. is simply unacceptable. Yes, new. Um, so here's an update here. Uh, um, so the, the um, board of directors, di- the board uh, did say they do uh, uh, back Bobby Kodak. So a lot of issues here that they didn't recover in the story here. So I was talking about the Jen O'Neill. She was made co uh, co president of Blizzard. So her and the other guy, she actually has been with the company longer and has more experience in the role. She was actually the president of Vicarious Visions before they were yes. absorbed into Blizzard uh, like six months ago. Um, when they were promoted, they gave him the other guy, the the male counterpart, more money than her to do the same job when she has more experience. She she points out, including the, the the guy himself that was made. So he even said, "This is fucked up. You should pay her what you're paying me." Um, they didn't do it, and then when she put a resignation in, then they offered her the the increased pay, which obviously at that point she's like, uh. "Fuck this, I'm done." So that was to show that they give a shit and they're doing something better. They still like it's the simplest thing in the world. You you may you should just do this in general if you're having two people do the exact same job. Uh, and they're on equal footing as far as, as just say equal uh, for for experience, and especially when the female has more experience, uh, has been doing the job longer. But if just say equal, they should be making the same amount of money. They did not give her. I don't know what the, we don't know what the pay difference is. Did not give her the same amount of money. Um, there was the big Franz Townsend email that happened uh, when the initial report came out about this, denying it, and calling it all fake news bullshit, uh, and everybody ripped Franz Townsend for it. But she's still a piece of shit. If you when she was like tweeting bullshit about, um, about the, about the employees, she was like one of like basically one of the right hands of Bobby Kotick. Come to find out, Bobby Kotick wrote that email himself and then and made her uh, send the email under her name. Uh, so, yeah, wow. Um, like I said, all the issues with um, him threatening threatening to kill somebody. Also, uh, there was a flight attendant on his private jet that was sexually harassed. Uh, by uh, one of the people on the plane that worked for the company. She reported to Bobby on the plane um, and then uh, was actually when she reported to the company that she worked for, they had her fired. Uh, well, shortly thereafter was fired. And then she's tried to sue both companies, uh, Bobby Kodak, uh, Activision, and the said company that she was working for. And going into the trial, Bobby Kodak says, I'm going to destroy you. Um, it's just... It is baffling that they just there's so many layups they had here they could have done to just the bare minimum here of things you can do to make things better. Um, and they just they didn't do it. They fundamentally fails at every single step. And they have this zero tolerance policy, which should just 
be a thing in general. Like every job I have right now, there's a zero tolerance policy on uh, harassment, whether it's sexual or not, just harassment. Uh, any like just there's like if I harassed a, a male counterpart just physically or like threatened them, I would be fired. Like, and then they retroactively did this zero tolerance policy to other people. They have like let go over 40 people or 40 people have left. Um, and some reason the zero tolerance policy is counted against them, but apparently not Bobby Kotick. The board has uh, backed him, but the board is all white males except for two people uh, on the board. Um, there are, they, they did have a walkout. Um, this is the, the second or third walkout that Activision and Blizzard employees have had um, since the reports have come out, uh, boycotting uh, the shit that's going on here. Uh, there's about, I think, around 8,000 people uh, that work for Activision Blizzard and King. Uh, and um, as of Thursday afternoon, over 1,200 of those employees have signed a letter saying that Bobby Kotick should step down. Uh, that doesn't, not saying, that doesn't mean 6,800 uh, think he should have a job. That's just who signed it at this point. And probably people don't want to like, just scared to be uh, acted against for this. Um, it's just terrible. It's just awful. This is happening. And that they're like, it's very obvious that they're just trying to do the bare minimum or just do the, like not even do the bare minimum here, but just act like they're doing the bare minimum to give the illusion that they're doing the bare minimum um, and hope this shit just blows over. And it's just baffling that everything, every, like I said, every, they just, they're just stepping on rakes cables. And it's not even like the rakes are on the ground. They're stepping on them. They're putting the rakes on the ground and then stepping on them and bashing them. It's that fucking Simpsons gif. If just every time he turns around, he just steps another rake. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, what is your thoughts on all those cables? The abuse of power has been prevalent inside of Activision Blizzard for years in regards to the structure of its leadership through Bobby Kotek, through his leaders that have been corresponding with this shit. I mean, we have hit, God, we've hit not even like the, not even like the lower ends of this stuff. This is like the cherry on top of everything where it's like, we learned quintessentially how terrible things have been for Activision Blizzard employees to the subsequent layoffs for like Bobby Kodak reaping the benefits from that for the company standard in that regards last year to simultaneous like uh, multiple like sexual like uh, harassment allegations, the multiple this and that, just the multiple terms of uh, just the multiple terms of like just lack of humanity in regards to this, you know, the lack of morality in general in a lot of this shit, you know, where a lot of these workers deserve the bare minimum in regards to at least having a comparable workplace to where they can go do their job and like not having to fear a lot of this repercussions or fear a lot of this like shit happening to them. But this, this is without a shadow of the doubt, the worst, the worst I've ever heard of like a video game company in general coming out with all, with all of this stuff just being unveiled and stuff. This is irreparable damage to Activision Blizzard mm-hmm. on like a grand scale, even more so if that's the thing, Bobby Kotick, he has to be fired for this damn shit. I mean, at the bare minimum, he has to be out of the picture for this stuff because now, even coming into the limelight, you have other companies, other other heads from other gaming companies, like say with Microsoft, with Phil Spencer, with yeah. Jim Ryan from PlayStation, have gone on yeah. record and just, just bashing, like just 
bashing Bobby Kotick, you know, just being just overly disappointed in terms of like that shit. And even from like a business perspective from Activision Blizzard, it's like you got the heads of like both of the major distributors of your games saying this about your CEO of your company right at the moment in time. It's like if they even want to stay afloat for the next year, they got to make major structural changes inside there because not only do you have a toxic workplace where workers are even scared to even voice even voice their opinions or voice like concern in regards without getting reprimanded or getting some sort of abuse thrown their way. But you have this fucking sleaze bag that's been in power for way too long that is incapable of being a great, uh, incapable of being a competent leader because of his abuse of power is just straight up. It's a straight up corporate abuse in the highest grand scale to where he has neglect of human life or to support his own benefit, his own pay accounts and stuff. And God, whenever I even hear or even like read some of the paraphrasings, especially coming out this past couple weeks where he's like, oh, you know what? You know, I'm doing this, this, this and that in regards to doing that stuff. It's like this whole thing about this, uh, the zero tolerance, this new zero tolerance policy is like, motherfucker, you've had these zero tolerance policies in place and you fucking have neglected them on a basic level. Mm. There is no going back for you. You are not going to be fucking hiding behind your shield of money and your fucking things of cigars and all this other bullshit. You have to face your own fucking demons in this regards. You are nothing more than a piece of shit corporate shill that has done nothing but cause misery in the lives of dozens, if not thousands of your workers, past, present, and whatever the hell you are probably going to try to do some in the future. Which, quite honestly, even if he goes off into like another foray, if he does get fired and stuff like that, that type of black cloud, that type of like large, luminous black cloud or something like that over this dude, it's going to be so much to where every other type of job opportunities, they're going to look at that as like, hey, do I want my company lit up by some dude that's going to go through and ignore just the basic fundamentals of humanity in order to try to like get some few bucks here or there? You know, it's just incredibly disheartening i feel mm. very terribly in regards to like the workers that had to endure this shit throughout this entirety of this past year even decades i mean this spans back more than like 15 years at this point there's there is absolutely no excuse there god even like people that were like in leadership positions that have gone to other companies and so they used to work for activision are stepping down or just even if their names are being tossed in the limelight, are just resigning and stuff. They know the systemic thing of how much abuse that was thrown on there, and a lot of them even participated or ignored it. They let it go mm -hmm. on because of repercussion stuff. So whatever happens next, you know, it's like, I hope that Kotick is taken down beyond a shadow of a doubt, Either he gets taken down or the entirety of Activision Blizzard, something majorly happens with that company because this fucking thing has to stop. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, like Jen O'Neill, even like her email she sent uh, that leaked, um, she said to them, like, you know, you have tokenized me. Basically, they I mean, it's just what you think when uh, the, when you, you know, you think the worst kind of thing. They just hired her to put a female. They did. In that position. And you know what? She very much deserves that position because she did a very awesome job of Vicarious Visions. She no was shit. fantastic at that job. 
that that company was awesome. People loved it for all the things they've done, and they fucking um, killed it. And they killed it, yeah. Uh, and it, and she, she very much deserves to have a job like that. Uh, and I hope you know she finds another job. But like, it's just awful. Um, what you know what they've what they've done and they're continuing to do. Um, and it's just it, it's always like it's just like the it's you know, there's that initial report. It's always the report afterwards. Um, usually that the reports or even the or the reports afterwards that come out, you know, the worst of it comes out. And that's just kind of something we've seen like, the, like there was that initial one that was awful. And then we've seen multiple ones since then, but it's just like the fact that like now we're coming out to find out, like not only did he, we know for a fact pretty much now that he knows after he said he didn't know. Um, but also that he was also, he has multiple allegations against him personally. Uh, so um, yeah, I don't, I mean, a lot of these acts aren't just like, internal issues they're they're like legal issues like women being raped uh like women a woman killing herself because she she was shamed um by multiple employees the passing on news of her shit imaginable you know just, yeah mm. like that's enough should be you know i said it back then i didn't think it was going to happen but it should have happened um i mean i don't i don't i Maybe it's just like some hope in me, but I feel like this has to be it for him. And you can argue, like, even if you just look at the business side of it, like, I look, I mean, there's a lot of the, 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 all the thing shareholders care about and the board cares about is they, they love Bobby Kotick because he's made him a lot of money. They made them a lot of money. Uh, but I mean, if you look at the business side of it, Activision's probably the worst it's been in a little while, in, uh, quite a Absolutely. while. Absolutely. You can look. Even before all these allegations happened, not, not even allegations, all these awful things came to light about about this place. Um, you look at, I mean, Blizzard, World of Warcraft was in a really bad spot with, with well, Warcraft 3 last year was awful. Uh, all the World of Warcraft, the people were mad about the last expansion they did. It was at the point where I, the fans of World of Warcraft and the developers of World of Warcraft all hated each other yep. uh, and still do. Final Fantasy XIV is bigger for the first time in decades. There's a MMO that's that's bigger than World of Warcraft now because everybody all the they've all gone to Final Fantasy 14. Um, they essentially killed Overwatch, which was which was one of the five biggest games in gaming uh, a few years ago and to so make cool. Overwatch two. Yeah, that's yeah, delayed they, for at least another three yeah. years. And it was supposed to be a 2020 game, and now it's going to be a 2023 maybe game. Um, same with Diablo four. We had the issues with with the uh, BlizzCon, where everybody was like, "Is this a fucking April Fool's joke?" Where that the la- where they announced a Diablo uh, mobile game, which still has not come out yet, by the way. Um, I don't think anybody really wants that. You look at um, all of these. Um, you just talking about Vicarious Visions. What you talking about? Bring they brought Crash back. They brought Tony Hawk back. They got a Crash Four. People love them. They sold very well. They killed those companies. They're dead. Yep. They're now absorbed into. Uh, they're just making more Call of Duty. They're making a second Call of Duty mobile game. Uh, everything is all about supporting Call of Duty. Um, they've Blizzard is a shadow of its former self. Yep. Uh, they've killed off. They have two of the biggest IPs in gaming, World of Warcraft and Overwatch, a few years ago, and now um, they've killed those off. Essentially, World of Warcraft just by their own um, bad management, and then we're Overwatch by we're gonna have the sequel out next year. Oh wait, no, it's gonna be four years. Um, you can even and make with, the argument you know, in terms of, like, say, Call of Duty Vanguard, too, you know, that's coming out yeah, here. Yeah. Because you've heard next – I haven't heard any type of, like, hardly any type of advertisements for that stuff. And even on certain storefronts right now, even, like, the digital storefronts, they 
are taking away advertisements for this game and stuff. So yeah. it's it's substantial. I mean, yeah, I mean you can understand like going back to the whole PlayStation and Xbox, like they're the they're they are partners with them and PlayStation more so where they have a publishing partnership with them with with advertisement like and like they're giving them money uh, to advertise their games on their so when they advertise Call of Duty they advertise PlayStation with it like they're giving and getting exclusive content on PlayStation and it's like you can understand why they're pissed off it makes them look you know, they they don't want that attached to them and they're obviously never gonna like Xbox and PlayStation are never gonna pull their games off their storefronts I mean I if they did that then people would be more Gamers would be more pissed off at PlayStation and Xbox than they would be at Activision. Uh, that's just facts. It'd just be like, it would be kind of what, what um, um, who made Cyberpunk? Oh, it'd be uh, like CD Project, Project Red. Red. Yeah, CD Project, where they try to make everybody, they try to make uh, their customers mad at PlayStation and Xbox. Whereas, like, well, Xbox, PlayStation, like, well, fuck you. And the PlayStation pulled their shit because of that. I don't think that's going to happen in this case because. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the, it's the highest, the highest selling games, and it's just gamers would just be mad at them if they pulled them. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, more see, so than anything. Else. I wouldn't see like uh, Sony or Microsoft pulling any of the Activision Blizzard games off their storefronts unless something substantial were to actually go forth to go into place. You yeah. know, if those two companies were serious enough, they would do that. If like uh, certain conditions are not met for them, I mean, hell. Mm. Well, it's like. You know, like this is just based off UK, but the it was the worst launch for a Call of Duty game since uh, World that no Call of Duty three in two thousand six. Wow, so That's before the fucking revolution of like modern warfare, before modern yeah, before Call of Duty four. So this is the basically of the modern no pun intended Call of Duty games two thousand seven on. It's the worst selling one. Um, or at least worst launch one. Who I mean, who, and that's just like that's just UK, but I mean. I mean, I know it's it's a much smaller scale compared to the United States, but um, yeah, I mean, I got that's gotta say something. And it's still gonna be the highest selling game of the year, no doubt. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I uh, just, I mean, I just what I mean. Like, obviously, more importantly, is how the, the people are being treated. But like, you can argue that like, this is just me like finding more and more reasons, building up, stacking more cars. Where like, the the, the board would be more concerned about that side than they would the way that people are being treated side because like, well, this guy like that did this awesome job making us all this money. Well, now it's like, we're seeing like the house of cards fall down, um, on the business side. And I mean, you see the stock that a massive dip, I think a 10% dip the, the day after all this stuff came out. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just hope that I don't think it's going to happen. I wouldn't, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, they, they did announce all the, all Activision Blizzard and King employees, are off next week, so they get okay. that, I guess. Uh, before I, I'm assuming they knew this was coming, so they probably to like get ahead of it. They announced Bobby Coke taking the giant pay cut, and then also giving all their employees a week off. Which hey, that's awesome. Oh, they're trying them, to guess, sugarcoat but, things. That's yeah, they're doing. just. But hey, like unfortunately, it's just kind of sad that like a lot of terrible, shitty things and decades of bullshit have to happen to get positive things. But unfortunately, that's just I, I guess who crumbles, and I hope. That before the end of the year, he's gone. All right. Um, but uh, moving on, Gables, to uh, what's what's getting some good, what's getting some fun times here. All Gables. right. Sounds fun um, to me. Let's talk about some game of the game award nominations. All right. Uh, so we we have we have all the cut the categories here. That'd be fun to kind of go through some. Of this. I'm gonna go okay. back. I want to see if I can. Uh, so 
I thought like we usually go through it year by year. I thought it'd be kind of fun to. There are thirty categories where I can go through all of them, obviously, because a lot of them are uh, like esports and stuff. Uh, but it'd be kind of fun that Gables we go through each one, kind of look at them, and then maybe we kind of vote on what all we right. think. Um, I'm game. Uh, might win, and then we're gonna vote. We I use I'm, I'm logged into our um, Drunk Nerds Twitter account, and we will vote on who we think will win. Not who we want to win, but who we think will win. So, let's start here with um, most anticipated game here. Okay. So, all right, most anticipated game for twenty. Uh, these are games coming out in twenty. Scheduled to come out twenty twenty two. So we have. I mean, we could talk about what our thoughts are individually, and then like you know like if there's whatever. If you want to say what your yours is or whatever, that's fine. So we got Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Breath of the Wild two. And Starfield, what do you think will win? Holy shit! Right, this is just the top five. This is the top five for the games that are anticipated for next year. I that that blows my mind just seeing that leveled like this. God, Tyler, this is like you one of those situations where like Gables. I have an idea. What? I have an idea. Why don't we come back to this later? Okay. We'll make it its own separate podcast. <laughs> I feel like we're going to spend a long time on this one. I get the feeling that we will be spending a long time on this because, okay. it's like, even from looking at we're, the most anticipated game list, yeah, it, we're going to come back to this ooh. one. So check back in a few days, and we'll have a second, a very extra, uh, an extra special <laughs> podcast for you guys. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad I thought because I'm like we're going to spend like an hour on that alone, and we're already 50 minutes in the episode. So let's move on here, Gables, to yeah. some of our quick hitters for the week. Sorry for that, guys. Um, but I mean, we had a rant about uh, Bobby Cook being a piece of shit. So yep. let's move on here to um, some quick hitters here. So first up, Saints Row uh, was is delayed. It was supposed to come out March 25th, I believe, was the original date. It is now delayed to August 26th of 2022. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much to say about that. You know, Cyberpunk, uh, um, Nintendo, um, Shigeru Miyamoto's quote about um, delayed games being good eventually, and uh, COVID. What about you, Gables? Yeah, this game needed to be delayed some bits in order to work out yeah. a lot of kinks. I mean, the concept, yeah, concept didn't thrill a lot of people, but yeah, more delays and stuff like that, or just delays in general to help improve the game's quality is always a good thing. Yeah, and obviously we've been talking about a lot. The first quarter of next year is nuts. Yeah. Um, we're basically from the end of January to the beginning of April. It's just a fucking blitz of goddamn games so just getting even if your game is gonna be ready just getting out of there probably a good idea uh multiverses gables is a real thing now we know yeah. about it um it was officially announced it's coming in 2022 there are gonna be some tests you can get into you can sign up for i don't know if they're going on yet or when they're gonna happen but you can sign up to become eligible to get into them uh it's coming to everything there's gonna be uh they announced they're gonna have like top of the line uh online the work for it, which is important it is a like kind of a 2v2 like co-op uh smash brothers like fighting game where you have like batman you have uh, Arya stark from game of thrones superman it's like he's got scooby-doo characters you got um fuck i don't know uh, tom and jerry looney tunes like a ton of characters they haven't shown up a lot yet but we know they're they're gonna add this is a free-to-play game they're gonna be adding more it's gonna be skin so i imagine it's gonna be like there's set characters at launch you could buy additional characters later, and you could buy skins. I imagine will be the, um, the thing of it. But like, I gotta say, Gables, like, 
and like what's really cool is they 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 announced that, like they're having a lot of like the original voice actors for these characters yep. and even like the actors that played them in live action. Um, I can't remember. Uh, oh, fuck, I always forget his name. Matthew Lillard, who played Shaggy in the live action Scooby Doo, okay. is playing the voice of Shaggy. Arya Stark, who is played by Maisie Williams, uh, will be will be doing the voice for that. Uh, Kevin Conroy is uh, fucking Batman. Like they've got a lot of the original characters back, or a lot of the original actors back to do the voices for these. Um, I don't. Know, I, I kind of like the art style is kind of cute, um, and I don't know. I think it might be kind of a fun. I don't think. I think this could be a fun little thing to jump into. I don't know if I uh, how I feel about the two v two shit. I almost wish that like they would just go all in on the copying Smash Brothers thing, and just have it one v one or four player Smash. You know, yeah, shit really. like that. Like instead, like I don't, I don't know how the two v two shit's gonna work, but I don't know. I mean, Gables, what were your thoughts on it? I thought it was kind of funny just watching the initial uh, reveal trailer because this is definitely going to be one of those games where it's going to be filled with a lot of good meme stuff because of uh, the inclusion of uh, the play upon Ultra Instinct Shaggy, that meme. Yeah. That was yeah. so funny just seeing the reveal and all of a sudden you just see Shaggy just powering up like a fucking super thing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they went there. And honestly, it's probably for the best of reasons, too. It's going to get more people excited to not only play that game, but also to invest in a lot of cosmetics into Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> and they had, like, Shaggy and one of the clips was, like, in a Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat outfit. So, it, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's incredible. So this is all, like, WB-based IPs. And if you look at Gables, they own a lot of IPs. Absolutely. It is nuts. Like, they can, like, Gandalf is in this game. Like, they have Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, um fucking game of thrones yep. basically anything uh dc or um anything on hbo is theirs uh dc uh fucking lord of the rings like i said harry potter like they can they have basically if disney doesn't own them they probably own them uh so there's a lot of shit they can do with this and like a lot of like older ips that you probably haven't thought about in a long time so um i don't know i've like i heard um Timor from GameSpot was like going crazy about like they can put his favorite movie of all time is Demolition Man, which is a great movie. Um, <laughs> and he was going nuts about please put uh, fucking Wesley Snipes uh, and Sylvester Stallone in this game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so shit. I just thought that was like the most wholesome thing ever. I'm like, you know what? I'd be so fucking good. down. Let's fucking do it. Like, let's just put them all in there. Uh, I, I eventually, I, if this thing is successful, they'll eventually have to because they'll run out of things to do. But, They're um, just gonna be putting a lot of random like, uh, like Warner Brothers movies characters like inside there from like the dudes from like freaking Demolition Man to who the fuck knows what else. Running Man, who fucking knows? Well, it's, we're gonna have like every variation of Sylvester Stallone ever. We'll be in this somehow. We'll have Running Man, Sylvester Stallone, fucking. Um, just gonna put in the uh, Goonies. Expendables. The go- oh man, I don't know if they own the Goonies, but they do. <laughs> fucking yeah, let's go. Give no, me goddamn e. chunk. Fucking put an E.T. Oh, God. Goddamn. I got. I want to. I want to go through and like look at the list of things that like IPs they own, so I could just, could just, just like think. Oh my god. I could just see this right now, man. It's like the final smash of fucking ET. It's just like Ellie just riding the bicycle over the moon. <laughs> I figure it'd be more so like they're like putting uh, Reese's pieces down, leading him into a hut, and then just fucking him up in the hut. Oh. That's my. That's that's what I'm thinking. Just throwing Reese's pieces. Ouch. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm surprisingly like more interested in this than I thought I would be. 
Like I thought if anything, I'd be interested in like this is gonna be so bad, I want to check it out thing. But I'm actually like, this looks like it could be kind of cool, and I want to give it a shot. And it's free to play, so who knows? Um, jumping into our last uh, quick hitter here, uh, Rockstar did apologize for the GTA Definitive Edition um, of the trilogy that came out. Obviously, it was it's broken and buggy. Uh, on everything, but especially PC. They actually, like we talked about last week, at that point we recorded last week, it was still down. They did bring it up, uh, bring it back um, to play and buy, uh, I think on Monday. Um, so it was down for like three days, um, the GTA trilogy was. Uh, they're doing up, they're bringing a patch here soon. They did also say that they're bringing back the original um, GTA trilogy games. You can buy the original versions of them again, which is, Something that's awesome. That's unfortunate that it happened this way. Getting back, uh, but if you want to play those games and they're better version, you can play the original version, um, which is crazy to think that they put out the definitive the definitive version and it was worse than the original. Um, but uh, yeah, they said they're going to work on their patches coming. Hopefully, have a fix here soon. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is. I mean, this is. I don't want to like people were calling this the Cyberpunk of twenty twenty one. It's not that. I mean, I guess it's the closest scenario to that, uh, but this wasn't. These were not like these weren't games we didn't know about until a month ago. So this wasn't a game like Cyberpunk was a game we we were like people were anticipating and building up for nine years. Uh, these are a games that we a trilogy we, a definitive edition we learned about a month ago, and um, are games from 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like it's that case, but. You know, like I understand people are upset, especially pulling the original versions down and then pulling it off the off PC where you couldn't even play them at um for like the whole the original the first weekend they're out you can't even play them. Uh, the Switch port I heard is fucking awful. Uh, and then like some of the things we found out was they literally just they remastered the, the mobile ports of these and not even like the console versions of these, which is nuts. Uh, you know, then we heard about like you know obviously like. Uh, they had like the hot coffee thing that was actually in there, which is nuts to think about because like that whole thing cost them $20 million. You would think you can do extra special care to make sure it's not in there. Um, just a lot of issues here, but I feel like, you know, they're like, they're doing the best they can to make, make do the make good. And they even said that people that bought this on PC, if you bought the trilogy on PC, they're giving you on the, on the Rockstar launcher, the original trilogy games uh, for free. So you can play the, original versions of those games on on rockstar for free so it's it's something i guess and i feel like they're doing the i mean i'm not we're not making they're not making up for it there's no making up for this but the best they can do with the circumstances they put themselves into what about you games yeah it's pretty much something all right i mean yeah i understand they're owning up to their mistakes and doing that at least they're going to go through and update the games, and at least they're giving the options to play the original games that they yeah. took down. I mean, that is something. But yeah, I feel like you kind of have to though when you put out a worse version of them. You got to yeah. put out the better versions. So, yeah. No Warcraft three situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at least they can. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but Gables, let's jump into what we've been playing here. Um, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first, buddy? Go first. Okay. Go first. So I. All right. Uh, so I've been playing a few things here. So um, I'm sorry, I'm typing and talking at the same time. So um, one of the things I did play is I played. Um, I beat a game. I started another game. I started two games, um, but one's infinite. Um, so uh, top of the game, I did beat. I finally played uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes. 
Uh, quick little run back on this. These are the um, the games from people, uh, until dawn. Pe until dawn people. Oh, I could see super super massive games. There it is. Uh, I had the logo on mine. I was trying to figure out the word super massive game. So they made the until dawn, which uh, I loved. It was like I think my number two game of the year came out in 2014. I want to say. Um, and they've they've had a few of these since then. Like this is the third one they've done. They've had like this deal with Bandai Namco where they're making a game a year for I think I think it's eight years. Um, and you know, they had Man of Medan in 2019, and it was eh, it's fine. They're definitely working on a faster timeline and a lower budget, which I mean was to be expected. These games are also uh, thirty dollars. Were uh, until Dawn was a full six dollar game, so uh, obviously you got to take 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 it with what it is there. Um, I thought Mamma Dan was fine. It was, it wasn't bad, but it was fine. Um, you know, like putting, like it was probably like a 6.57 game where like I enjoyed it, but it wasn't great. Um, I would, I didn't regret the purchase, but, uh, it was kind of like play it, beat it, never think about it again. They had little hope last year, which I thought was like, I talked about last year. I thought it was a good improvement. I thought once it got going, it got very good. Um, but it was very much still like a, it was an improvement, but it's still like a, seven seven point five out of ten style game you know we're like still it's it's improvement we're, we're really on the right path um and then this one house of ashes came out and when i like they at the, whenever you beat the original when you beat that year's game at the, after the credits they'd give you a teaser trailer for the next year's game um and they did this last year and i was like i don't know this is weird uh so it's actually like um and we learn more about it obviously throughout the year uh, so House of Ashes is a um, takes place in 2003, where we just invaded Iraq. Uh, we were playing as mostly American soldiers. Uh, this is, you know, still, you know, we, we haven't been in Iraq very long, um, but you know, things are very still are still at a high level as far as um, people are very pissed off at Iraq, um, which at the time, obviously, fair to feel that way. Um, you know, but obviously as we learn along the line, maybe not so much. Uh, but, um, so like basically what they're doing is they, they're, they're on a, they're trying to figure out, they think they found out where Saddam is keeping, um, his, you know, the, the new, nu the nuclear weapons, um, which obviously we eventually found out didn't actually have any. Um, but, uh, so they, they, they think they figured out where the voice hiding them at. So. Um, th each game usually takes about four or five hours to beat. And this one's about the same four and a half, five hours for me. Um, the biggest issue with this, is it takes a little while to get going. I'd say the first 45, 50 minutes is rather boring. It's more so building up characters. So in this one, you play each one, you play as multiple characters, you jump through them. Um, you, it's more about just QTE. You're watching, a, you're watching cutscenes, and then boom, you got to do something real fast. Or you got to make decisions. You got a short amount of time to make decisions. Um, and you have like Eric who is like, he's like the, the, the Lieutenant or the, I can't remember. He's basically the lead guy. Uh, he thinks he found them, the, this, and he had like this team with them. Uh, one of them is his wife that they're kind of strange right now. I can't remember her name. I think it's Rachel, Rachel. Yes. Um, and, but she leads the unit and then he comes in and they haven't been together for over a year. Uh, this is all the very first opening, like 15, 20 minutes. I'm not really spoiling much here. Um, and like, but they were strange and she's actually been, um, dating one of the, her, one of the people in the unit with her. Um, but they, they're still technically married, but they're not really together anymore. Um, and 
I can't remember the rest of the names of the people. So Jason, he is like the stereotypical hoorah marine guy. He hates uh, all Iraqis. He's like he's just like a lot of a lot of uh, you know American men at that point where they're just pissed off uh, and they want to go there and get revenge kind of thing. Um, and then you play as I can't remember the name the guy that Rachel's sleeping with. I can't remember his name, um, but he is you know he's kind of like he's in the war, but he's like. He's dealing with a lot of like, I want to say like PTSD kind of stuff where he's like, he's suffering from like some shit happened and he's struggling dealing with all the things that's going on there. Like where he's like very conflicted with what's happening here in Iraq. Uh, and then you play as another guy, uh, Shaheem, I think is his name, who's actually an Iraqi soldier who was forced, you know, cause Iraqi soldiers were forced into this war. Uh, he doesn't, have any issues with the Americans um, like most Iraqis. Um, he doesn't really have, he doesn't really want to be in the war. He just wants to raise his son and be left alone kind of thing. Um, and basically they go to this place um, and sh- a shootout happens. And then this earthquake kind of earthquake style thing, the ground like breaks underneath them and they all fall into this cavern. Um, sorry for the long story to get to this part here, but like the first 40, like before you get there, it's pretty pretty boring honestly it's more just about building up characters and stuff like that then but once you get down into like the cavern and the depth like this game is really 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 good like this isn't until dawn good but i feel like this is like we are getting like we have built like we've been incrementally getting closer and closer to that level and i feel like this is the closest they've got with house of ashes um, getting down there, basically what's going on is like, there's these enemies that are like these monsters, um, that like are fucking people up and they've been living down here for centuries. You, there's like a, like a, a little thing at the beginning where you find out like in the Egyptian era, like, uh, you know, like when, when Egypt ruled, basically ruled the whole area, like 5,000 BC that these creatures were there and they killed a lot of people. They've been around for centuries and millennials, uh, millennia. Uh, and like just getting down in there and just like, it's so hard to talk about these, these games are hard to talk about without like spoiling things, but like they, I feel like have finally, like, I hope this is like continues because I feel like the next game or two, they will match until dawn. And like, I, I love it where like, it's more so like, what's cool is like, there's like little, like, could you jump around between the five? Uh, this is the first time ever I beat one of their games where all my characters survived too. I couldn't believe it. I actually like all my care. I always lose one. Every single game I've lost just one. Um, it's always like a dumb decision. I thought I fucked up at the beginning. Turned out it didn't actually fuck me. Uh, but it would have made things easier if I did uh, make that decision. Uh, but man, once you get down there and like building up these relationships with these characters and like what's I think what's really cool is like it's not so much about the decisions you make at that point, like right then and there that will fuck you. It's like decisions you make throughout the game will lead to things that will happen later that you have no control of, but you have no control of in that, that point. But the things you did earlier will make, make the decision at that point. So like depending on how Eric feels about this character now could lead to that character dying or not, like whether or not he wants to do this or that abandons them or helps them or whatever. Like, like it's so cool. And it's like, it's so interesting when I went, after I beat the game, I went and looked at the trophies they kind of see like what like did you get trophies based off of some of the decisions you make things that happen and i was like reading something like holy shit like i don't know how the fuck did we get to like 
did we get there? Like, how did that happen? Because like, normally it's like, oh, you, you did you did A instead of B. So if you want to get all the trophies, you can just go back and do B instead of A. And this is like, I don't even know how the fuck. Like, that is drastically different than anything I did here. Like, I didn't even know that was an option. Like, it's so cool. Like, there's so many, like, there's so many, like, decisions you make in the game. Like, so many, like, uh, you know, like you always see the butterfly effect kind of thing. Um, that will, like, there's so many, like, small things that will make big drastic changes later. And I really like that. And I like, I think the characters are better. I think Eric, the actor, is very bad. I don't like him. Like, he's very monotone at all points of time. Like, um, kind of a minor spoiler, you can tell him whether or not, if as Rachel, you could tell him whether or not he's actually, he's, like, seeing somebody else. And, like, I decided to tell him that. And, like, his, like, expression and voice did not change. Like, I'm, like, did, like, was, like, everybody else acting around him? And then the guy, they didn't hire the actor yet. Or maybe he just called in sick that day. So they had a guy just do his, read his thing for him until, and then have him, he's like, we'll have him come in later and read his lines. And we'll fix that later. Don't worry. You're just, you're just a stand in for now. And then like, well, we don't have time now. Just fuck it. He, he's the actor now. And like, we'll just run with it. It's, it's, he's very bad, but I, I ended up liking all the characters. I liked the story. I love J- Jason ended up being one of my favorite characters in the game. The guy that was like very hoorah. I hate Iraqis. Um, like he ended up like at least the, my Jason, the way he came out, I ended up loving him and like his big twist later on in the game. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, this game is utterly fantastic. I loved it. Um, big two thumbs up for me. If you like the Until Dawn games and maybe you didn't like Man of Medan or uh, Little Hope or you just didn't touch them because you heard them or they weren't great, I feel like this is a very good jumping point. It's only 30 bucks. I've seen it for Black Friday. I think it's around 20 bucks now. So I, I highly recommend jumping into this now because it's very good. Um, and I think I jumped into, we talked about earlier, Halo Infinite multiplayer. I jumped in that, playing that. Uh, I'm like three hours in. Uh, it's very good. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, very good at Oddball, which is a really fun game to play where um, <laughs> people don't know. Basically, uh, Oddball. Yeah, yeah. so Gables knows. Uh, so basically, Oddball is you, you like you, um, you're fighting over this one ball in the game and you got to hold it and you got to hold it for a hundred seconds. Mm-hmm. Anybody in your team has to hold it. Uh, and for every second you got to get the hundred points, one second equals one point. Uh, but if while you hold the ball, you can't do anything. You can melee. That's all you can do. Uh, and you don't, you can't run either. Um, but I'm never good at sh- shooter games. Cause I'm not very good at like the, the shooting, but I've always been pretty good at like, uh, games where it where has objectives outside of like KD ratios. Uh, like, and Call of Duty Black Ops, when I used to play with my friends all the time, like I put like five, six days of gameplay into it. I was always good at fucking like um the like what's the capture one? You gotta capture the like A B like Bravo and A B and Alpha and shit like that. But mm. that one, we gotta capture oh, like control. the command like, point. Okay. Control, yeah. I was always awesome at control because I was really good at like uh sneaking around and like taking over. Like I was like always like getting like the highest points because I was really good at stealing uh, and taking taking over bases and shit like that. I was like, and just surviving long enough to take over. And like, I always did really good at that. Uh, and Oddball, I do a really good job of that. And like, I thought it was like one level I play in. I don't know the name of the level, but it's like the level you play in the tutorial. When you you can you don't have to do the tutorial, but I did it. Um, and there's a level like, and there's like this big platform, but it's a circle. And I'm really good at like, I get the ball 
And if I can get to that circle, I'm really good at just like avoiding people. So I'm just running in a circle of like and like juking like people like running in the circle. <laughs> I have a video. I said it to you, Gables. I don't, like, I don't, and I posted it on like a talk shift group. Okay. Um, but I this happened earlier today where I was running in the circle avoiding this guy for a solid 25 seconds. He just <laughs> couldn't get to me, and like I just got, like he eventually killed me because. They always do, but it was just it was just very funny. It was like, but it's always best two out of three. I'm very good at that game. Uh, I'm terrible at like Slayer, which is like their first to fifty kills. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun with this game, playing it. Um, it's free to play, obviously. Uh, the biggest issue is, and that's the issue everybody's having, is the uh, the way you get experience points progression is awful. Um, where the only way you get, they did change it later on, where you every time you play a game, you get fifty XP. But you don't get XP from just playing it naturally, progressing through the like getting kills or winning or anything like that. The only way you get XP is, is either you get 50 XP for winning it or for playing a game, and then there's your weekly and daily challenges uh, that you can do, uh, which just kind of sucks because like it's very much like based off of like skills, which obviously I understand. Hey, like you know, obviously the better you are, the more the more XP you're gonna get, which makes sense. But there's no like you're not getting. Getting higher levels isn't giving you like you're not playing to you're not getting higher levels doesn't mean you're gonna be better. You're just unlocking more like cosmetic stuff, or or, or boosts, uh, XP boost or things like that. Like you're not like you're not getting you're not unlocking better weapons or anything like that by progressing levels. Um, it's very very frustrating where uh, I'm I, I put like about three hours into this uh, multiplayer just in the last 24 hours. I'm having a lot of fun with it, but I literally on my last game just got to level two. Wow. After about a dozen games. Uh, and it's just like, like I said, a lot of the, like, the challenges are like, you got to play the game a certain way. You got to like, it's like, Oh, kill or blow up a warhog or blow up a chopper or um, things like that. And it's just like, or like get three kills with this weapon. It's like, well, I don't want to play the game that way. And I'm not even that good at this game to do these things anyways. So it kind of su- like it really sucks where it's like, you know, it's like I know it's maybe like people are just like, well, you're, you're supposed to just play the game, but it's also like, for me, a lot of times, like even when I'm not, like, okay, I'm not doing well, but I'm at least I'm getting something out of it. We gamers are very simple people. We just want to see numbers go up, like that's really what it is. Like we just like, just I want to see numbers go up. I want to see I want to see, you know, doing well or even like just winning. You don't even get anything extra for winning. I feel like you should at least. Give me an extra 50 XP for winning a game. Um, things like that. Like, that's it's the most frustrating part where you're playing it. It's just like, all right, well, I sucked at this game, but it didn't really matter because I'm not going to get anything extra. Anyways, or when you're playing the game and people are, like, obviously doing challenges and they're not even, like, trying to help you win the game or doing anything like that. So it's just, I'm hoping they fix this soon because uh, uh, I want to keep playing this game. Um, but it's like, when I'm not, like, I'm playing it and it's like, I'm do even when I'm doing well, it's like I'm not like there's really like I get nothing extra for doing well at all. Like there's nothing you're you're just working you're trying very hard for very for no gain whatsoever. Maybe you get a challenge. Um but yeah. Uh and then the other thing I'm playing, I play Pokemon Pearl, uh about three and a half hours in. Um I'm having I'm having a decent amount of fun with this. I'm enjoying it. I play these games mostly on nostalgia. Uh really it kinda of just brings you back, you know, like Nostalgia Rush is just bringing you back to your childhood. I, I remember playing Pearl back in the day on DS, and it was like I, I missed, I completely missed Gen 3, and I jumped into Gen 4, and I remember putting like 
maybe 10 hours or so into it and fell off of it uh, back in the day. Uh, and that was my last one I played until X and Y. Um, but so far, so good. I'm having a good time with it. Obviously, all the things they've added since then uh, has made it, is, is made playing Pokemon games a lot easier, like XP shares and just you know a lot of a lot of improvements over time, um, speeding up things, uh, just you know less grinding, all that. Like it's it's made a better time for me to um, play this game. But yeah, other than that, I'm having I'm a good time. I keep playing, but I'm very early on. Gables, uh, what have you been playing? So pretty much kind of piggybacking off of uh, your last conversation in regards to the Pokemon games, I did go forth and start Pokemon Beryllium Diamond. I played Diamond back in the day. I played a hell of a lot of Pokemon Diamond back in the day. But uh, for this, it was definitely an interesting return to nostalgia for me because I had played through Pokemon Platinum a few years back while I was going through the whole Pokemon game stint on my way to sword and shield so for this one i immediately noticed right then and there like the look the aesthetics of the game itself it looked very soft and like i'm not soft like in a negative way but like it felt uh it felt like kind of like almost like a fluffy sort of texture sort of like a almost cell shaded kind of like foggy sort of look to it which it it was more or less kind of relaxing to look at more so than it was like uh, anything like terrible in my honest opinion it definitely looked like it was locked at like uh, 30 frames or so from what initially I was playing from just a starting up the uh, going up through and starting up the main section, the story things for uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, getting the first Pokemon, getting like, uh, you know, capturing a few like different types of Pokemon. I did notice that uh, there is a little bit of stoppage whenever you try to encounter a Pokemon, like you'll, your character just stops in the middle of like the thing of grass. And all of a sudden it's like a couple seconds later, all of a sudden you have that encounter with the Pokemon, hmm. but uh, it wasn't like anything really terrible in terms of functionality with the game in and of itself. From what I'm getting at so far, I'm getting a lot of good nostalgia from this game because I feel exactly how I kind of felt when I was playing Pokemon Platinum for the first time. I have decided to go and chose Chimchar as my starter because... Samesies? That's just the thing, though. I went with a Grass starter when I first went through Diamond. I regretted it later because there was only options for like two other Fire-type Pokemon throughout that, that version of the game. That wasn't rectified until uh, the release of Pokemon Platinum, when that had better variety of, like, say, fire types you can choose from. So I've nicknamed it Sun Goku because it, based off of like a couple of different things, one of them's that uh, that the story like Journey to the West, but uh, I also had did a I also did like a competitive build for a Infernape back around X and Y, I want to say. No, I think it was X and Y. But, uh, yeah, I gave it the nickname Sun Goku, and it was pretty much one of the, the special attacking sort of Infernape. That was sort of like a glass cannon where it had, like, uh, it had all sorts of various, like, special attacks. So I say, like, with Solar Beam and, fl like, Flamethrower and this and that. But uh, I'm... Don't have like a clear strategy right now with my team to go through the entirety of the story. Right now, I'm enjoying discovering what little tidbits and what little differences there are. Like for example, when you get your poke edge for the first time and stuff, in order to uh, yeah. in order to compensate for the lack of another touch screen and stuff like that, you get to hold 
like the R button or touch the R button, it'll bring it up. You can go through different types of features. It's interesting having it at the upper right-hand corner. I can hold down the R button and it increases it larger and stuff. So I like it that way because even when you were playing Pokemon Diamond and Pearl back in the day, you know, you would look at the bottom screen maybe sporadically and it was just mostly just a big old menu for you to maybe check out which Pokemon that you had in your party or like uh, if you were doing something, say, like hunting for shiny Pokemon, you can use that counter and stuff to see how many times you've encountered a certain Pokemon in the chain and this and that because that was quite essentially what like uh, hardcore Pokemon fans used to do back in the day when they were trying to not only do that, but also their like uh, effort value training of their creatures. I am a fan of uh, when NPCs give out like say TMs, like technical machines and stuff. They yeah. don't give out one. They give out like multiples of like three I've noticed so far. Like, huh. well, here's the, here's a good example. During the first portion of the game, you go to this like, Pokemon Academy, right? And you face off against these two kids, and one of the kids will give you, like, uh, a couple of, like, TMs, right? And it's, like, multiples of, like, the same TMs. This is for, like, workup. And so I go into my menu, and I see I don't have one, but I have, like, three, you know? It's, oh, okay. It, I haven't looked at them, so I didn't know that. That's cool. And the same thing applied when I went through that uh, the cave earlier on before going into, like... Uh, before the first in encounter with the first gym leader and stuff, they gave this the hiker gave me TM98, which is a uh, rock smash. But uh, the thing about this and what I actually learned from Tyler not too long ago, it's like when it comes to HMs, they actually programmed it through the Poke Edge, so you don't have to go through the rigmarole of teaching your Pokemon certain hidden moves if you don't want to. I mean, granted, you may want to if, if you want just some of the novelty of it, I guess, but. Uh, at that same point, you know, it defeats the purpose, really, of having your sixth slot occupied by a Pokemon that just does nothing but just HM moves. Yeah. But uh, at the same point, that's that's a really good thing because part of the frustration of the older Pokemon games, when you had to use hidden moves, you had to dedicate a Pokemon to have learned all these moves or most of the moves. Or sometimes two slots if you could find a decent Pokemon that couldn't hold like most of the moves that you really needed at that time. So it gives you a little bit more variety of uh, experimentation of what other Pokemon you want to put in your party. I've made it a priority right now to where I don't want to use like Zubat and its evolutionary line or Starly or its evolutionary line because they are pretty damn good Pokemon in terms of when they get fully evolved into their Pokemon respectively. But... Uh, I want to try something a little bit different with my team. I know I want to keep my uh, Chimchar and my Shinx because both of them are good base for a uh, solid, for like a solid team. Like both are like physical attackers in regards to their element type. So a good physical fire type Pokemon, a good physical electric type Pokemon. So I am going to be experimenting around and see if I can find any other Pokemon that could uh, try to maybe bulk up some defenses or maybe support certain defenses. You know, it's, it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be interesting trial and error because like I stated before, I hadn't played Pokemon diamond or pearl since like around 2019. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of interested in just spending a little bit and see how I could just manipulate things to, you know, just try something a little bit different than I'm accustomed to. 
but I'm three hours in. I'm fairly much enjoying my time with Lillian Diamond right now. I just haven't had enough time to go through and sit down because I've either been too tired or I've been so distracted by my <laughs> my little dog that just loves to interrupt me every morning whenever I try to sit down and play something before work and I have like maybe a few hours and it's like oh no love me love me yeah. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> me <laughs> exactly it's just one of those things where you know it's out of my hands but since it's the weekend for me I'm definitely going to have a little bit more time and that's some more brilliant diamond stuff so that's pretty much what I've been playing for this week oh, very cool Gables mm. um, yeah I actually had a really cool time where I was like uh, the Iowa game. I was watching the Iowa game, but I was playing the Switch to handheld while I was yep. watching the Iowa game. So very ultra nostalgic right there. Where like that was how I played a lot of game, uh, a lot of it on my Game Boy and uh, Game Boy Advance back in the day was playing handheld, watching on the weekends, watching football. So yep. uh, ultra nostalgic. Um, but guys. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We'll be back here uh, right after we get done with this uh, outro here. We're going to start up and do another episode. Uh, we're going to go through the Game Awards. So uh, if you like all that, you like us, if you want to see that episode, a little friendly reminder, follow us everywhere uh, on Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitch, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Anchor, uh, wherever pods or casts are on it. Like, share, thumbs up, five stars, comments, Shares being the big ones for us. Um, let us all know if you like this show um, and let other people know you like the show. Help us out. Uh, every time you download the, the show, um, it gives us uh, a couple cents to and towards buying a coffee from Starbucks. We really would appreciate that. So, um, yeah. Until next time, I was Chris. I was Tal. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, have fun with your life. Don't take life too seriously. But most important of all that, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And hey, Gables. Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.